0: Welcome to the clinical podcast series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation. The topic for this episode is the effect of concentric and aspheric multifocal soft contact lenses on binocular vision in young adult myopes. Today's episode is hosted by Dr. April Jasper, and I'd like to thank also our topical expert and editor, Dr. Maureen Plowman. And now it's my pleasure to begin today's broadcast.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm April Jasper, and I'm speaking today with our topical editor, Mo Plowman. So, Mo, I have to tell everybody, you are so Nice, you don't really go into a lot of detail on how much work you do on all of these but you have been amazing you make us all look good so thank you for all of that. Thank you. So let me tell you a little bit about Mo so she completed her OD training at the Southern California College of Optometry and is currently finishing up her PhD training at the Ohio State University. She is also a fellow of the American Academy of Optometry, and today she will be discussing the in press. Contact Lens and Anterior Eye paper entitled, The Effect of Concentric and Aspheric Multifocal Soft Contact Lenses on Binocular Vision in Young Adult Myopes by Schmidt et al. So Mo, I think we have to start by asking the question, why did we choose this particular paper for our binocular vision and pediatric audience?
2: Well, it is a great question, April. And so um, I would say that as a clinician myself, fitting multifocal contact lenses for, you know, my pediatric patients for myopia control, I kind of always wondered, how does this affect their BV? You know, we maybe all have our own biases or thoughts about that. And so this was a well-designed study because it tackled the issues head on by doing the head-to-head comparisons between three of the most, you know, popularly fitted lenses. So they looked at MySight, which is the concentric dual focus type lens. They looked at Biofinity, which is an aspheric design. And then they looked at Natural View, which is another aspheric design
1: I love this because I know this is a question I hear doctors ask all the time, as you mentioned. So I do believe it fits perfectly with our topic. So, Mo, what BV measures did the study actually look at?
2: So the study examined 26 young adult myopes, and it looked at um, several things. So I have my list here. For accommodation, they looked at MEM. They did Grand Seiko autorefractor measures at 33 centimeters. They did NRA, PRA, and then they did accommodative facility twice with plus and minus one flippers and plus and minus two. For vergence, they looked at foria, distance and near, and they also did near vergence ranges in free space. Um, they calculated ACA ratios. And then since they had this group of subjects going through the testing, they also did visual acuity at distance and near and contrast sensitivity testing.
1: Wow, that's a pretty comprehensive assessment. So now we get to the nitty gritty. What did they find?
2: So interestingly enough, the biggest finding wasn't really BB related. It was the um, distance visual acuity difference. So um, in particular, the biofinity multifocal lens had about a two line decrease in acuity compared to the single vision contact lens. Um, so that was definitely a notable finding. I should say all of the multifocal lenses reduced distance acuity. As far as the BB goes, there was an exophoric shift that was seen. Um, this was greatest in the aspheric lenses, so the bioaffinity and the natural view. And then this same exo shift kind of correlated or corresponded with an increase in divergence ranges that were measured. Um, I will say clinically, it was a fairly small shift for both the divergence ranges and the exophoric posture is only about two prism diopters. Um, and then with accommodation, there was less lag seen with all the multifocal lenses. And then NRA was a little bit reduced with the Sphere, so kind of less accommodation needed by the individuals. Um, but again, it was a pretty small clinical difference, about half a diopter.
1: That's all really interesting, but I think that what most people then are going to want to know, and it's maybe your opinion, but I think it's a very good one, how will the findings from this paper affect your clinical practice?
2: Yeah, so I will start by saying that the authors acknowledged that in their protocol, they didn't allow for any fine tuning of the sphere. So, you know, with the distance acuity being a little bit down, there wasn't any kind of over-refraction done because they were trying to be, you know, regimented and compare apples to apples. Um, I would say personally that the reduced um, distance acuity was not overly surprising to me. I think most of us talk about that with our patients, especially if they're already in one type of contact lens and we're refitting them, you know, that some of the distance vision may be a little bit um, reduced or a little bit, I guess, used to, but obviously we need the treatment effect. So there's kind of the the ups and downs there. I would say as far as the BV goes, um, I will point out there weren't a lot of esophores in the study. Pretty much everyone was exophoric or very small ESO at near. So to me, we still don't really know how these lenses might affect ESOs. And I think I'd be more inclined to grab one of these aspheric lenses if I have that esophoric patient to kind of get anything I can do to just help relax that posture at near. These seem like they would be um, the ones that would do that the most of the lens options. And then lastly, as a clinician who also does vision therapy, I thought it was very interesting that the accommodative flipper performance was not affected by the multifocals. I would have thought it would be hard for the patients, yeah, to clear the plus two. So if anything, I'm like, hey, if you're in a contact lens for myopia control, that doesn't exclude accommodative therapy happening at the same time. Um, Maybe it will influence things a little bit, but should still be able to do all the testing.
1: I love that. That is such good information. And I think it's really it's really helpful to be able to take a clinical study like this and then turn it into what are we going to do with it. So thank you for that, Mo.
2: Yeah, thanks for having
1: me. Yeah, this has (laughs) been amazing. So anything we left out, anything else we need to tell everyone before we sign off?
2: No, just it's fun being on this side of the camera.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you everyone for joining us.
0: And a special thanks to Cooper Vision for their educational grant to make it all happen.